Welcome back to another episode of Generally Assembled, your favorite Pennsylvania House Republican podcast. Um, and good morning to literally everybody besides the five Democrats on the Pennsylvania Supreme Court. Oh, well, four. <laughs> well, four of them. Four. Well, I mean, well, all we don't five Democrats, I think, just they'll, they'll eventually look again. It's like having bad friends. They might be OK with you today, but eventually they're all going to let you down. Mm. That's all true. Right. All right. You might well, want to introduce our guest. <laughs> all right. Well, he's he's already spoken. Uh, you've you've again Neil's with us here, uh, and then uh, you might recognize the voice of the architect. <laughs> <laughs> Good to be with you, gentlemen. soon to be unleashed. Soon to Representative be unleashed. Seth Grove. Good morning, afternoon, night. Whenever you're watching this wonderful yeah. podcast, yeah. yes, yeah. Thanks for coming it, on. It's on twenty four seven. It is. Yeah, that's right. Worldwide and still on Spotify. That's right. <laughs> All right, so Seth, we have a, a little bit of a, a tradition here where our guests' mothers are our favorite listeners. Mm-hmm. So I have to ask, does Sandy Grove listen to the podcast? Uh, no. Will she listen to this episode? She might. I will bring it up to I'll bring it to her attention. I think she would love it. All right. um, it's one of my favorite podcasts. Actually, it's the only podcast I listen to. Our goal is to get up to three comments. Yes. <laughs> three. All right. Uh, so far, we have Jesse's mom, Jesse's son, which we still suspect is all just Jesse. Right. So I think my boys would actually bring this up and listen to it and comment on it. They yeah. love uh, They love this stuff. Hop on iTunes. Give a five-star review. Right. And uh, again, shout-outs for shout-outs. If you shout-us out, we'll shout you out. Um, so far, it's only been Jesse Topper's mom and Jesse Topper's son. Hi, Ruth. I.e. <laughs> Jesse Topper. Yeah, Jesse Topper. Um all right. Well, uh, let's start off the top here. Uh, prayers for Ukraine. A lot, lot of stuff going on over in the Ukraine. Yeah. You know, it's uh, unfolding on television. Uh, so much so that Joe Biden picked a, uh, a U.S. Supreme Court nominee based exclusively on race today. And literally no cable news channel, even his uh, frontline defenders of CNN uh, and MSNBC covered it, except for maybe like a token three minutes. Yeah. You know, I had a fun conversation with my boys yesterday. My uh uh, middle child came up, one of his friends texted him, he's like, you need to turn on the news, it is just crazy town out there right now. So we turn on the news and we have a conversation with the boys. And they're like, how does this happen? I'm like, well, number one, a bunch of people didn't vote for Donald Trump because they didn't like his tweets and his big meanie poo-poo head, right? And I'm like, this is what you get. You know, they- Just keep the poo-poo head stuff poo-poo down head. here, it's a family right. podcast. You're right, you're right. <laughs> you're um, right. And I'm like, you know, if Trump would still be in office, this wouldn't have happened. We had four, think about this, four years apiece under Donald Trump. When he was elected, all the Democrats said this would happen under Donald Trump's watch. It didn't. Two years into the the Biden administration, we still have individuals, U.S. citizens, and our allies still in Afghanistan. We have the brink of World War III. If you remember, World War I was started just by the assassination of one person, not even the entire uh, illegal invasion of a sovereign nation. So, I mean... It's crazy, but that is what you get when you vote for a senile old guy who's run by the woke left. Tom Wolf. Yes. <laughs> Tom, he's new to politics. Yeah, he's new. He's, um, he's, he's very inexperienced. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I think I think all, all of that is right. Um, and as uh, observers have said, it's not just Russia and Ukraine. It's what what is the United States doing as still the world's largest superpower to combat this? Mm-hmm. And... So far, Joe Biden has uh, combated this unprecedented and unprovoked aggression by Russia with uh, milquetoast sanctions, and um, now China's uh, flying, you know, their military aircraft mm-hmm. over Taiwan. You know, if there's, I mean, if there's, and the unfortunate part is, if there's no repercussion, China will act on Taiwan. Right. If they know we're not going to act, and we have a treaty with Ukraine. There is a treaty going back decades, signed with them. 
And, you know, if you want to defeat China, if you want to defeat Russia, you start with economics. That has led to empower Russia, because guess what? Germany's entire economy has been on Russian oil. We started importing Russian oil because first thing Joe Biden did was shut down the XL pipeline yeah. and stop domestic drilling. Thus, we are now reliant on our enemies once again for our um, natural resources. Well, and the hits just keep on coming when you have a governor here in Pennsylvania who is antithetical mm-hmm. to the uh, max- maximizing of the the natural gas potential here in Pennsylvania uh, under President Trump, uh, for instance, you know there was much more of a national effort to to utilize the resources we have here. There was sort of uh, everybody jumped on the bandwagon and said we're going to make Pennsylvania a key component and player in the in America's energy independence, which keeps uh, our country and our allies even more safe. And then now that people like Governor Wolf have the cover of a president that basically shares their ideological views on the environment and energy production, it's easier to uh, enter into things like Reggie. It gives them the cover they need to keep our supply here pent up and, and basically say there's no need to drill more because we have enough just sitting around. You know, that's always been a problem is that we have much more supply than than to demand because we have no pipeline infrastructure. We're still mm-hmm. waiting on the cracker plant out in Beaver County to, to be up and fully running. The one uh, that's coming up in, in, in uh, the Northeast as well. It's a big problem. We have the ability right now I remember being in Washington, D.C. for Donald Trump's 2020 State of the Union, and we were the, a net energy exporter. Mm-hmm. We were energy independent literally almost for the first time ever. We were exporting natural gas and, and other energy resources to our allies. Everybody was more safe. And, and frankly, you had a strong presence in the White House that was keeping someone like Vladimir Putin and Xi Jinping in check because, frankly, they didn't know what Donald Trump was going to do. Imagine doing this when you don't know what, what the president of the United States, how they're going to respond. The MRAB. Remember yeah. the MRAB? Yeah. The largest non-nuclear ordinance that we have was dropped in Afghanistan. People were celebrating it. Uh, no civilian casualties and what happened in Afghanistan. No U.S. fatalities for months. It sent a message. And by the way, I think we can all agree John Kerry's comment basically highlighted where Biden and Wolf and all the woke left are at today, correct? Um, what yeah. do you say? Uh, well, he, he hopes that Putin will continue his right. commitment to reduce uh, the carbon uh, output. Right. I mean, and you're absolutely right. And here we are, you know, what Jason just talked about. Here we are now. We're back to importing Russian oil and dependent on Russian oil. Um, and it's completely unnecessary. We have the resources, not, not just here in the United States, but right here in Pennsylvania, to, to take care of our energy needs. And we have politicians that go out of their way to sabotage that. You know, Wolf is pushing Reggie right now, which is a, a tax on energy production. You know, it's, it's really tone deaf. And I think that we're getting close to and we're going to we're going to go over four dollar gasoline for sure at, at this pace and and i think voters are really gonna push back against these anti-consumer policies well and then also you look at what's going on nationally with inflation and the cost of gas as you mentioned mm-hmm. neil and what's the one area where uh biden and and western allies are not going after russia their energy exports right right because they don't want to see that they don't want any more bad news with the prices going up uh and 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 lowering supply it's really fake sanctions. Yesterday he was asked by, the President Biden was asked, uh, do, do you see these sanctions as being as effective as Russian uh, tanks and bombs? And he goes, yes, but we'll have to check back in a month and see how they're doing. Like, <laughs> you don't need to check back in a month and see how a tank's doing or how a bomb's, uh, how well, a bomb's, bomb's reacted. Right. I mean, Germany, who basically set their energy policy based on a teenager from Sweden, um, they, their, their gasoline 
55% of it comes from Russia. Right. You know, that's why Putin, they're not. Putin that's why has they, them by the you know what. Right. That's why they're not sending. And listen, Putin. Putin was very smart in playing this out. He knew he'd get them hooked on on Russian oil. I mean, you can talk about the Paris Climate Accord all you want. Russia and China aren't abiding by that. They don't care. Um, they're going to drill, get everybody hooked on their 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 natural resources, their oil, their natural gas, like drug dealers selling it to the rest of the world, and everyone's going to get hooked. And this is what that what plays out. You now can't do anything to stop the illegal invasion of a sovereign nation. The entire world is just watching this un- unfold because of these woke world leaders caring more about uh, climate change than they do citizens of this planet. All right. Well, let's uh, now that we've well, got the world's international crisis right. solved, <laughs> um, let's go back here and go. Well, yeah. speaking of complete disasters, right. uh, curious what your thoughts are of the governor's budget proposal. Now, that's a transition. That is that, a transition. That's a wonderful transition. <laughs> I luckily I had coffee um, during his speech because I was really falling asleep because it's kind of like it's like kind of like repeat, right? Right. Um, we've heard it for eight years. Same same stuff. I mean. Like the simple fact he didn't have massive taxes increase this year was kind of a shock. But I mean, it's still the same same thing as voodoo budgeting. You know, we're gonna we're gonna overestimate revenues and spend every penny we have. And you know, I'm it's a going out of business sale, right? Uh, he, which he knows well because I think his business almost did go out of business once. <laughs> well, when he was running it, right? Yeah. Um, so I mean, you know, it's the same old. Listen, it, it's it's a nice proposal. You know, tap governor on his head, and then we're going to go to work and do a realistic budget that emphasizes putting dollars in, into what the priorities of Pennsylvanians think, and uh, you know, do it in a responsible way. Well, he did break his own record. I, I don't think I think sixteen point six percent increase in spending is even huge by his measure. Right, <laughs> right. And our, I'm not even sure we're calculating like his his like separate federal spending like right the federal dollars on right top yeah that's another 1.7 billion or whatever right we're being generous right right <laughs> so, i mean it's it's insane and listen it's all one-time funding all the federal dollars you know the rainy day it's one-time funding and when you have one-time funding for recurring expenses it creates a gap yeah, and, and that's primarily where he puts the money is in recurring expenses, mm-hmm. and that's why you know we've been reminding folks that if you if you plug his numbers into the IFO's model, um, it shows that the next governor is coming in with a massive deficit. Right. Um, you know, and what does Wolf and his crew care about that? He's gone, right? Kind of like Ed Rendell. Yeah, dumping well, it all it's, on it's Corbett. Pretty much Rendell playbook, right. um, and that's what I keep telling people. You know, you have to be leery of a governor when they're a lame duck in their last year and their spending plans. Right. You know, you know what the difference is between Tom Wolf this year and Tom Wolf last year? Um, he actually showed up in person to give his budget address. No, he's always been lame. This year, he's just a duck. Talking about bad jokes. How about the uh, Pennsylvania Supreme Court? Oh, <laughs> now yeah. that's a transition. <laughs> oh, my favorite people. <laughs> yeah. I, like, for you know, I'm, you you watch this play out, right? You, you you see them, you know, not take the Carashel map case. Oh, we're not going to take it. We're not going to take it. You know, Commonwealth Court sets up their date. You know, they have Patricia McCullough doing two days of hearings. And if you watch, it was it was long days, which is very, like, it's not normal for judges to work that much over that amount of time. Truth, right? Did a phenomenal job. And then the court's like, and then you have the Politico report, right, where they start discussing. Yeah, the National Democrats are upset with how things are going in Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania, right? And then here comes Mark Elias again with the Carter petition to say, 
you need to you need to take over this Supreme Court. You need to do something with this. So they're like, okay, we'll, we'll create a special master out of Judge McCullough, and then we will make the final decision. And then during the hearing for the crash of the oral arguments, they're like, oh, we didn't want this. Oh, huh, oh we don't want this. Oh, oh. Yeah. How dare they put us in this predicament? Like, th- you wanted this. You could have had a map on um, appeal to you. Instead, you wanted to make the. You literally said, I want to make this decision. Yeah, Mark Elias, who, by the way, was Hillary Clinton's lawyer. Right. I think that needs to be repeated as often as possible. Well, yeah, and, and I, you know, I know I made the point this week on Twitter of saying, uh, you know, uh, to your point, oh, we don't want to do this. This is too political. And then, w- by the way, we're going to pick the map, the most partisan map of all of the bunch. Right. The right. most politically motivated congressional map and in history. Submitted right. by is, National Democrats. Right, is what Democrats. is going to be the controlling congressional map in Pennsylvania. Right. And they had options. There were, there were what, like twenty different, thirteen maps. options. And listen, there were there. I will even give Governor Wolf's map one. At least there was like a public vetting esque process to that. There's the Grassman map, which were, I mean, they're probably liberal higher ed professors, but I mean, they were citizens. You have the citizens map, the fair districts draw the lines map, which are mostly lefties, right? Uh, but at least there's some connection to people's input, like our map. People's input were driven into that. They picked the one that was drawn in the dark by a Californian who has no idea of the the, the communities of interest of Pennsylvania, as Summer Lee is finding out. Um, yeah, by the way, it's potentially a racist map. Right. Yeah. right. So, I mean, it oh, literally carved out Summer Lee's street. <laughs> right. And, but they didn't know where she lived. Right. And the other fascinating aspect is they picked a map that has a two-person deviation when the U.S. courts have been very clear that it's a one-person deviation unless you apply for exception uh, in cases of, like, small states like West Virginia or something like that. They did it wrong, and they should be held accountable for that. Um, I believe they're up for a retention vote uh, coming up in 2025. So, you know, mark this down as, you know, let's let's talk about backing Wolf's unprecedented powers during the pandemic. Right. They did that. Um, What else? What else have they done? They've done so much political stuff. I mean, the 2018 maps. And by the way, you know why they picked it? Hubris. Right. It was least. It was the least change map because their map in 2018 was the perfect map. Well, that's th- exactly why they picked it. I also think you got to throw in there the 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 taking of the school funding litigation. Right. You know that's another play. Uh, there have been countless times over and over. I think their views of the single subject requirement. You know they're they're ruling against crime victims and Marcy's law. You election, know. election, uh, and you know what? Yeah, all the, of the election stuff. Let's yeah. just—I mean—that almost deserves to be in a category in and of itself, outside right. of like the regular stuff, because that's just a right. special brand of crazy. Yeah. And listen, the election, the the their the election process on on all those election rulings and the congressional process was exactly the same. Um, they asked a special master, a judge, to do all the evidentiary hearings, all the facts to to make a decision, and they said, "Thank you for that input. We're going to ignore it." These are justices that ignore facts and evidence to come up with their own partisan determinations. Well, ignore the, the very process that they set up. Right. Right. Like they set up a process and then ignored it right. because they had a predetermined outcome. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's obvious. It's insane. It's insane. All right. Time for some fun. Time for a little bit of fun. So uh, President's Day was this week, so I have a little bit of a President's-themed trivia. All right. You favorite know, president. Actually, favorite presidents. Calvin Coolidge. Oh, man, I have to pick just one? Just one. 
Awkward silence. Well, I no, know. it's 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 because because are you picking your favorite president? Are you picking your the favorite. best the favorite. best president? No, your favorite. What's um, your favorite? Your personal favorite president? My personal favorite president is is Richard Nixon. Okay, Nixon. Yeah, yeah. Fascinating. I'm I'm with Quiet Cow, Coolidge. Uh, very, very. Yeah, yeah, I, I, think, I think he got the same the yeah. same thing Trump's getting. True conservative, I mean, right? True conservative. Um, had he continued in office, I don't think we we would have been out of out of the Great Depression sooner. Possibly not in it as bad. Um, so yeah, I, I think history uh, treated him very poorly. I agree. All right. So I'm going to read off maybe some some wacky stories or. Well, I or think I'm just real trivia. quick. I think the craziest trivia question and the hardest one to answer is, where does the apostrophe go on President's Day? Uh, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> or is there an I'm apostrophe to, that's even in there? I'm going to have to consult Patty Hippler for that. Uh, I don't think there is an apostrophe. I don't think there is either. It's just President's Day. Yeah, we're celebrating a yeah, day own, for the president. They don't own the day. The people own the day. Right. Right. Well. But because this is America, but not it's Russia. a day of for the presidents. It's like a day where you celebrate. So, but uh, again, and, and celebrate here, here the fact we, that we elect presidents. Three pretty well-educated individuals who work in government, and we don't don't have any idea. Oh, you're too kind. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. All right. Here we go. First one. Uh, this president overdosed on cherries. Uh, he was killed by eating too many cherries, specific, specifically at a Fourth of July celebration in the Capitol. This president chomped down on large amounts of cherries and gulped ice milk. The combination of acidic cherries along with milk is believed to have done That's him William in. William Henry Harrison. Wrong. Oh. Uh, with the whole cherries, I was going to go with George Washington because he chopped down cherry tree. No. But you said chill oh, milk. Oh, John, Ty- John Tyler. John Tyler. John Tyler. I have no idea. Zachary Taylor. Zachary Taylor. Zachary Taylor. Ah! Zachary Taylor. John Tyler was not like this. is going well. <laughs> All right. Potty mouth parrot. This president actually taught his parrot, Polly, to swear like a sailor. Legend has it that the cussing pirate or parrot, sorry, um, had to be removed from his owner's funeral when it commenced swearing so loud as long as to disturb the people and had to be carried Andrew from the Jackson. house. Andrew Jackson. Yeah, that's right. Had yeah, to be. Andrew Jackson. Jackson. Had to be. I mean, if any president had a swearing pirate, <laughs> right. parrot, it, w- right. it would be. In, right. I, why do I keep saying pirate? Um, all right. I bet I, I have no doubt um, Andrew Jackson may have had a pirate in the White House. True. <laughs> All right, this is actually scary, and I'm going to just get, at the outset, it's not Biden. According to then chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, at one time during his presidency, this president lost the personal ID code needed to confirm the nuclear launch, also known as the nuclear football, for months. That's a big deal, said the chairman, a gargantuan deal. Reagan. No. Jimmy Carter. No, it was actually Bill Clinton. Oh. Bill Clinton. Oh. Um, which begs the question, like, did I, he actually lose it? I think Monica it? had it. Well, I was going to say, did he actually lose it if Hillary had it the whole time? Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, wild pets. Here we go. This president adopted a slew of pets for the White House, from Ebenezer the donkey to Smokey the bobcat. But perhaps the most inadvisable of his pets were a pair of lion cubs, a gift from the government of South Africa. And this might be the hint here. They were named Tax Reduction and Budget Bureau. Reagan? No, come on, Seth. That's the largest tax reduction. It's Calvin Coolidge. 
Oh, Calvin Coolidge, yeah. <laughs> Quiet cow. All right. This president was also a licensed bartender. Hmm. A licensed bartender. Licensed bartender. So you're probably talking post-prohibition. Um, Where before? I have no idea. It was Abe Lincoln. Abe Lincoln. So before Abe Lincoln got into politics, he actually owned a bar with one of his friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the bar went under because it turns out his friend was an alcoholic and drank all the booze. Oh, that so would, that, womp, womp. that would do it. Yeah. All right. Now, this is just a fun presidential quote. Guess who said it? There may be somebody with tomatoes in the audience. If you see somebody getting ready to throw a tomato, knock the crap out of them, would you? Seriously. Okay. Just knock the hell. I promise you, I will pay the legal fees. Donald Trump? Uh, yeah, that was yeah. Trump. <laughs> <laughs> it was, technically, it was actually before he was president. That's right. when he was campaigning in yeah. 2016. Oh, I love that guy. Anyway. All right. That's all I have. All right. Well, very good. Representative Grove, you know, we like to promote other podcasts here. You're starting your own podcast. Yeah. Um, Grove Unleashed. We're going to do the first one maybe next week. So see how it turns out. So you guys what, have yeah. inspired me. This is well, fun. I imagine your, your new friends on Twitter will love it. Oh, I have lots of friends on Twitter, <laughs> yeah. and I love hearing from them every day. So it yeah. brings me great joy so do we. <laughs> to watch their heads explode. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, Grove Unleashed, you can find that uh, right where you can find this podcast, which is also called Generally Assembled, at the same place where all of your favorite Pennsylvania House Republican podcasts are found, at www.pahousegop.com slash mypodcasts, also on Spotify. All right. Until uh, next week, uh, I'm Jason with... Neil and Seth. All right. This has been another episode of Generally Assembled. We will see you next week. Peace.